You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. You know, you know what I do when I'm depressed, though? I tell jokes. So here's a joke for you. Once there was a snail who was tired of being slow. He went out and bought a really fast sports car and had the dealer paint an S on the side of it. Whenever people saw him zooming past in his new car, they would go, look at that S car go. And that, people, is how we're going to start <laughs> geekiest show ever this week is. Um, bump, bump, bump. Yes, uh, with a bad joke. But there's a reason in mind, because this is going to be our car special. Um, a couple weeks ago on uh, uh, the History Channel, I think they had Car Week. So we're just going to kind of ape them and be a little bit late to the game. But this is well, it was actually spurred by, I think, out of, well, uh, Elise has bought a car, what, a few months ago? A year ago? Me? Yeah. My car, I bought... What year is this? March of 2017. Okay, so not... It's I think it was all you, Mike. It was, it was oh, your yeah. fault. Well, you okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, first year was your wife. Your wife yeah. bought a new car. Then you bought a new car. And then yeah. Kevin bought a new car. And I was like, what the hell? I want, okay. drink. I want some of that. Well, the, yeah, that, that's where I was going. Was that? Uh, and I don't know if you were just thinking right now or out of necessity you were thinking about getting a new car. But anyway, you were kind of asking about, you know... I was having FOMO, let's face it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, and like I say, you know, I happen to look, I've got my uh, Echo Show down here, and it has, it's scrolling through stuff, and uh, one of the things, a little news uh, tidbit popped up that said, Toyota profits are up, and I'm going, no shit, I think we're responsible <laughs> you, for that. You helped that. Yes, I did, but... Um, so, but you know, you uh, and I think we had a uh, message exchange about what we do when we buy cars. And you said you like do the research yeah. and you fill out spreadsheets <laughs> and and you do all this other stuff. And and I just said, you know, I hate to blow your mind, but when we bought when I bought my car, we just kind of we we had been talking about, so it wasn't a completely out of the blue thing. But we kind of walked into the dealership to get my other car fixed before I traded it off, and we just looked. Hey, that one looks nice. Hey, it's got all the stuff I like. Or most of the stuff, and it's just like, okay, let's get it. You know, so that's the kind of thing to just send you in the app, app uh, you know, shock or whatever. That uh, we just poom bought a car, and I would just be sitting here twitching like, no, we can't do that. <laughs> just can't do it. Yeah, yeah. No. So I was thinking of you guys. I w- I have a burning question for you. Where you guys live, or like, you know, Mike, I know you're kind of way far out, and sure. you have to kind of drive to get to anywhere meaningful, but. Where you guys are, when you go to buy a car, I'm wondering what the options are for dealers. Because I'll tell you, here where I live in Tucson, Arizona, there is a road called Auto Mall. Mm -hmm. And it was the weirdest thing when I came out here 15 years ago to see that. I mean, where I'm from back in Pennsylvania, yeah, of course, there were car dealers. There were car dealers all over the place, but they were always separated. There was always just lots of space in between them. You might go drive down any number of roads, you know, main thoroughfares and see maybe a car dealer here and then like up the way is a little one. But it's concentrated here. There's an entire strip called the Auto Mall and it's all the major dealers. It is like a mall. It literally is a mall for cars. And that just blew my mind. I don't know what I just I must have been living under a rock. I don't know what the deal is, but it still blows my mind. And I drive I drive there you know frequently. I have to go that that way to go run errands. And it just blows my mind that there are all these car dealerships right next to each other. And it's just all the pickings. You know, you can just see all the major brands, Toyota, uh, Acura, Honda, you know, whatever. Anything you can think of, they're all there. There's plenty of used places and there's plenty of, um, uh, what do you you call it, pre-authorized or pre-owned, authorized. Yeah, Yeah, that's like a fancier way of saying that they're used, Used. but they've been like checked out. It's kind of like the equivalent of going to the Apple refurbished stores the way that I look at it. And then there's the rental. But it's like all, any one thing that you need, whether it's a rental car, a used car, or a brand new car, or a certified pre-owned car, it's all in this one concentrated area. And that just blows my mind to think that they can all, like how in the hell do they compete when they're all next to each other? So I was thinking about Mike thinking, man, you would have had a party just going up and down this <laughs> road looking at all these different things. I, I, to me, I look at something like that and I think, oh my God, choice paralysis. Like, well, <laughs> what do you do? How, how do you pick? Well, do you guys have places like that where you live? Not not auto row like that, but we have certain roads that are very, very heavy with car dealers. Okay. Um, I, ha- I live within two-minute walk of two different car dealers, mm-hmm. uh, a, a Toyota and a Volkswagen. Mm-hmm. 
that are, like I said, two minutes, I can walk there. That's how close they are. I have Acura up the street. I have um, Chrysler, Infinity, Nissan, all within a five-minute drive. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and see where I live out here. Yeah, like I say, this is the uh, sparsely populated country. But depending upon what uh, manufacturer you're looking for, any of the decent-sized towns, let's say, you know, 10,000 people or so, will have an auto dealership of some sort. And you'll have your, your big names there, I guess, if you want to call them that, the, the GM cars, the Chrysler, the Fords, uh, those. You probably have a dealer like that there. Um, and then, you know, your... I don't want to quite call them second tier, but you know what we're used to. So then, because I kind of put Toyota in the second tier for what we're used to. Because, you know, when I grew up, it was the, the GMs, the Fords, the Chryslers, and then you had all those mm. rice grinder cars, uh, <laughs> you know, growing up. And so, um, you know, but, you know, if you don't mind driving a little ways, um, you can get to different ones. There's a, a town south of us about an hour or something like that called Madison. And there's about three different dealers down there. And I don't know how many different brands they handle. I was trying to look it up here. But they got a whole bunch down there. Uh, if you go down to Sioux Falls, they don't have, like, you know, a strip of auto dealers. But they have, like, a dealer that has lots of brands down there. So depending upon mm-hmm. what you're looking for. So you probably won't have the competition, but you'll have the variety. Um, and so, and, you know, I never toyed around with it and i've seen the ads for it i think it's uh carvana they have a couple Mm, where you can go online or use an app to buy a car and i'm just not quite that uh brave (laughs) yet and who knows what the (laughs) delivery charge would be three thousand dollars delivery charge now i think i'll pass but uh you know we have like i say depending upon what you're looking for now if you're looking for a land rover i think the nearest dealer is in minneapolis which is about five hours away so you know it depends oh my god yeah. Our Land Rover dealership is with one of our Honda dealerships, <laughs> Mercedes, Mini Cooper, Jaguar. Yeah. So How often do you guys see all Land Rovers dealership? where you I are? Just like all the time. Yeah, here all the time. And you know what pisses me off? I see him and there's only one fucking guy driving it. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> the only, oh, I, I think within a 15 minute radius, the only car I couldn't buy is a Rolls Royce or a Tesla. Mm. Okay. I don't think I don't think we have a Tesla dealership here. But I mean, if you want a Jaguar, if you want a Maserati, if you want a Porsche, if you want a Mercedes, an Audi, everything we have, everything, and we have yeah, multiples of everything. Like yeah. Uh, you said Tesla. I'm going to see if we even have a. Uh, uh, oh, I guess there is a Tesla dealer down in Sioux Falls, but I just don't know about electric cars in South Dakota in the winter time. Maybe battery is it technology. Is Tesla.com? Uh, yeah, it is Tesla. I'm just looking to see the closest one to me. Uh, I just Googled Tesla dealership South Dakota, yep. and there's yeah, one I've in got Sioux Tesla. Falls. Okay. And, 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 Let's in, see. In Sioux Falls, a Tesla would probably work, but out here we have to, like, plow snow and uh, do different things like that. Um, yeah, I just don't. Oh no! That, oh, maybe that's a charging station. What is this now? Yeah, see, that's just it. I just don't know what I want because I'm so. I, it's been over 16 years since I bought a new car. It's just I'm so out of practice. And the point that I wanted to make about this whole this whole car buying deal is that, it, to me, you're not buying a car anymore. You're buying a goddamn computer. It's well, a computer. Yeah. It's it's like a computer that drives you places. Just like the phone. It's not a phone. It's a camera that makes phone calls occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, basically. That's the way I look at it. Well, yeah, and so when I went to get out, you know, and everyone's criteria is going to be a little bit different, but I did have something in mind. Like I said, I just didn't pop in. it. It's not like my dad who went to uh, town to buy a water pump for a pickup and he came home with a station wagon. You know, it wasn't mm-hmm. quite that impulsive. So we had been mm-hmm. thinking about it, We had considered it. And I did kind of have like three uh, – criteria in mind one obviously price um in in no particular importance because if i had to spend a little bit more for something i liked that's fine it was like i was locked into i'm not going to pay you know fifty thousand dollars but if i could pay you know if i had to pay a little bit more for something i wanted i would you know within reason i'd do that and then i wanted something that was like yeah techie with the things i like because you know i do like my gadgets and uh the uh rav4 i got has all that stuff and then i want something that was stylish because mm-hmm. uh this winter uh my, same time that uh deb bought her car my son bought a used uh 
Ford Fusion, and um, before he'd had a um, in Chevy HHR, which my daughter said looked kind of like a uh, uh, a Hearst. I didn't think it looked that bad. <laughs> but it was a nice bright red car and had a distinctive style to it. It looks sort of like a station wagon roadster type, not roadster, um, panel wagon type car. But I thought it looked interesting. He liked it. But uh, it had hail damage. He got uh, uh, rear-ended. So he just it's time for something different. So I bought this gray Ford Fusion. I was giving him kind of crap because I said, you know, you have just bought one of many gray uh, car blobs driving down the road. It's hard for us to tell you because there's been more than a few times that we'd looked up and go, uh, oh, that car in front of us looks familiar. Oh, it's my son. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's, I wanted something that was, you know, the only problem is, though, I do notice that a lot of these SUVs like I bought are starting to look similar. So maybe it's not necessarily unique, but it is interesting. It's just not a, like a car blob. It's got some style. It's got some, you know, um, a little bit of attitude to it. Um, and, you know, like I said, I just wanted something that had a certain kind of style to it. So that was the three things. And I kind of went out, you know, and you're going to have to give and take and all that stuff a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, um, trade-offs. Yeah, trade-offs. And, like I say, uh, and, you know, comparing it to uh, Deb's car, yeah, it doesn't have the power liftgate. It doesn't have the power uh, uh, seat. But it's got other niceties like CarPlay and all this other stuff. So it's just, you know, a balancing act. And at some point... You know, I think I could go your route, um, Melissa, and do all the spreadsheets. And I've tried it, maybe not with cars, but with other things. But at some point, mm-hmm. I just throw my hands up and go, fuck it. Let's just, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> do something. So it's just kind of well, like. Well, see, I can do that. I can throw my hands up and say, fuck it. But only after I've made several spreadsheets that will give me the permission to do that. Well, yeah, and see, all it does is just make my brain smoke. And I don't have that many yeah. brain cells to spare. So at some point, I think that's why I just kind of said, you know. And I've always kind of had the my trust my luck, trust my gut kind of thing. Um, and it's, for the most part, you know, I haven't died because of it yet, so I figure I... It, yeah, it there's a little bit well. of that. I, I do allow some of that uh, some of that wonky thinking sure. in where I'll say, oh, oh I think that it, there's a sign to this. Like, all signs point to, yeah, let's go with this. There's well, a little bit of that. Yeah, like I said, a little bit. I walked in there, I saw this car, I went, oh, you know, I think maybe the first thing I was, oh, sunroof, It spoke cool. to you. <laughs> yes, sunroof, then I went, oh, hey, it's got If this, it was a Dodge, it literally that. spoke to you. Um, well, yeah, I just, i got to hope the cars don't start speaking to me. Shut up, you Well, idiot. they have oh. in the past. Well, yeah. We, we, we had a Dodge, my dad had a Dodge, and would say, a door is a jar. And we'd say, no, it's not a jar, you idiot. It's, it's a, a door. door. Yeah. <laughs> uh. <laughs> We're just rolling in bad jokes today. But no, uh, I, I think have I, you been talking to my child? My nine-year-old is like just full of like little kid dad jokes lately. Well, uh, it's really bad. Believe me, we made the same joke too. But you know, but you know, I did go out and do a slight bit of research, which for me is a little unusual when I do this podcast. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I fly by the seat of my pants. But I did sit down this afternoon. And I sat down and. Um, I put together, because our picks are going to be, we've all picked out our fantasy car, what we want. We'll get to that at the end. But I sat there and fiddled with, and I went to several different sites. And so you can sit there and uh, it'll, you know, I want this and I want this. And it'll tell you the price as you add things and change things. And so I thought that's kind of nice. And uh, Where did you go? What site did you go to? Oh, let's see. I went to uh, Ford. I went to cars.com. I went to the, like the manufacturers websites. I mean, I was looking at new cars, no, you know, uh, used yeah, cars. Yeah, that's where I got stuck at. I didn't know what manufacturer I wanted to start out with. Is the problem? Well, yeah, and that's the thing. And um, you know, and like so I, I had a something particular in mind when I was doing this, so I went to a few ones. But I, yeah, I went to Ford. I went to Chrysler. Um, I went to Chevy, um, and I looked at a bunch of them, and I just sat there and played with it, and you know. Uh, and I know uh, I don't know if other manufacturers has it, but Toyota has um, uh, apps for their different vehicles. So you can download one for the Rav Four, you can download one for the Highlander, and uh, the same thing. You can sit there and say, um, "I want I want this, I want that," and just kind of see you know uh, what it'll do to the price and play around things like that. Now, one thing I do want to say, um, I should Toyota needs to mess with their apps a little bit because they are incredibly unresponsive sometimes i'm like trying to type in a text field and it's like and i'm like touching the phone trying to get it to you know the cursor to pop up or something so the responsiveness is a little less 
a little bit be to, to be desired. When you're kind of scrolling through the options and picking and choosing stuff, it was a little bit sluggish. So I think they kind of need to tighten up their uh, curiosity their app when you go to the app store to look at their apps. I wonder when the last time was that they were updated. Well, probably sometime 2019 because it's the newest model. Mm-hmm. That's and the latest up, stuff. Yeah, and updated the price. But I think they probably just contract because uh, there was. They contract with somebody. It's probably maybe kind of a cookie cutter thing where you have the framework yeah. and you slap your car on and top it of it. And it just feeds a database or something. Yeah, something like that. So it's not the fastest app in the world either. But so uh, what led you to Toyota is what I'm curious about. Well, um, Deb bought a Toyota Sienna about what about 15 years ago now at this point, I think. Uh, she was looking for this a new car. This is your third Toyota? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so she uh, she went in there. She looked at it because uh, this was, you know, her first car, new car that she had bought. And so, you know, what do you like? And she just looked around and she finally said, this uh, van looks nice. And it was uh, we had good luck with it. It was always solid, except when and it wasn't the car's fault, except when some young chick made a, a left hand turn in front of us and Deb couldn't stop in time uh, and kind of bunged it up a little bit. But it was always You're not a transporting the bunch of kids anymore either. It's just the two no. of these, huh? Yeah. Well, when we go to Watertown, the shop, we'll pick up my one son and then the other one will you know, drive his car around. But we do, or we go down to Sioux Falls, they'll all ride with us. So we're not quite free of the kids' stuff yet. And that's why, <laughs> you know, part of our strategy was Deb got the Highlander, which is bigger and can haul more stuff. So if the four of us are going down to like Sioux Falls for the weekend, we can all get our luggage in there. Because with my Equinox, it was a little tight trying to get four people and a bunch of suitcases in the back there. So we have that. But if it's just Deb and me, we can take the RAV4, better gas mileage, more tech stuff, mm-hmm. more, you know, makes traveling a little bit easier. So like mm-hmm. I say, there's, there was kind of a strategy there. But uh, so she had bought that and we always had good luck. And then uh, and we like, and you know, part of it sometimes too is the salesman because we've dealt with the last the same salesman for the last fifteen years, and um, we never felt like he screwed us over or anything. So, like, say if you build up a, you know, um, a rep, uh, you know, um, rapport. Yeah, rapport. Mm-hmm. There we go. That's the word I'm looking for. Uh, with a salesman, you trust him, and you figure, you know, he'll treat you good and everything. You know, that kind of counts and uh, towards it too, but. And Toyota's had a good, solid reputation. Um, and then I think with Did ours, you ever talk to Tim? You know, he's a Toyota salesman. I, no, I have. I see him tweet stuff. But, uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I, um, I haven't mentioned anything to him. I've thought a time or two. But, thought, you know, like I say, we get to our time, we talk to our salesman there. And, you know, he's always, you know, he'll tell us all it the things. It sounds like you have a lot of the, the criteria even starting out that I would have because I'm, I'm a loyalist. I, oh, I yeah. do. And I don't have like a, I don't have that kind of attachment. So I probably would reach out to somebody like Tim I, who knows sure. about, I think like if I was going to go the Toyota route, eventually in the future, Tim ever listens to this. No, Tim, I'm not in the market for a car just yet, <laughs> um, but I'll let you know. <laughs> oh, sure. And like I said, I've never been a, uh, even, you know, I've never been loyal to any particular company. Even with farming, we had different kinds of tractors. We've had driven mm. uh, Chevys and Fords, and I had a yeah, Nissan. I'm a fierce loyalist. That's my problem, though. I'm a fierce oh. loyalist. I am loyal to, to stuff. So because I've, I've only ever owned, I, my first car that I ever bought on my own was a Ford, and I wasn't particularly loyal to Ford necessarily at the time because it was just like my first used car kind of a thing. But when it came time to come buy a new car, I did get – I got a Hyundai. And then when it came time to turn around and get a new car, I went just – I I mean, this is how bad it is, Mike. This is how bad it is. I mm. bought the same damn car. Just two <laughs> – like a difference in year. It's the same exact same color, same everything. That's how bad it is. That's what I was going to do when I bought – I currently drive a – Chrysler Pacifica, but I gave up my Honda Odyssey, and the first car I went to look at was another Honda Odyssey. Yeah, if, if because I, like I it, liked it. I it like wasn't it. a matter yeah. of being loyal, like I felt obligated. It was I liked the car, right. but yeah, it was there wasn't something years about the car old. that after driving it for sixteen years, I go, oh god, I can't stand this. I can't wait to get rid of this feature. Like I've never had that. I've just I've always loved this car. This car is just me. It's an extension of me. Well, it's and, just how it is. And I'd be looking to, re, you know, for when it's time to come replace it, I am going to mourn the loss of this car and that attached to it. I, I well, really will struggle with that. Did you struggle with any of that when you bit. did you trade in your cars? What happened to the old yeah. cars? I forget. 
I traded mine in. I bought it yeah. from my son. My 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 son's a Chrysler dealer. Aha. Uh-huh. So okay. I bought it from him because I got it for like next yeah, to nothing. Sure. Well, yeah, that's um, and well, discount. which was tough because he kept trying to get us to buy. And I don't like domestic cars because I've had them and they were garbage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I because I drove a Nissan and it was fabulous, but it was mm-hmm. just too small with two kids in a car seat. You know, yeah. I had two kids both in car seats. I just didn't have the room. Went to a station wagon, a Ford. Yeah. Garbage. Yeah. Then I went yeah, from we've the been Ford station wagon all these years and to a minivan. Garbage. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and so I've been driving a minivan since 1996. Left the Ford, got the Honda, loved it. The Honda mm-hmm. was fabulous. But after 13 years, it was time to. I mean, I didn't have Bluetooth. I yeah. still had a cassette player. You know, I, it yeah. was it was time to, it was time to move on. Mm-hmm. So that's when I said, well, okay, I'll give this a try. So I drove the Honda and I drove the Chrysler. And actually, even if he didn't give me a deal, it was less money. Mm-hmm. Then the Honda, and it drove fine. Mm-hmm. So that's what we ended up buying. And I'm short. I need a big car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because when I drive a four-door sedan like my husband's oh, car, really? I can't see. I can't mm-hmm. see if there's a bigger car in front of me. I can't see what's ahead of me. I have a really hard time pulling out of a parking spot if two big cars are next so to me. So that's my problem. Huh? I well, thought yeah. of it that way. Well, it's yeah, I'm short, so I like a bigger I'm car. I'm only 5'3". So am well, I. Well, and I'm I'm five ten, but I still like a bigger car because well, yeah. first of all, you know, I grew up driving tractors, so I'm used to sitting up and looking up down. Yeah, yeah, up high. Yeah, but even still, like you say, uh, we've driven, we've had a few cars, and I've sworn that I'm never going to buy another car. It's going to be a you know, SUV truck, something bigger like that, minivan, whatever, but something that sits up higher because I like to be able to see around. You get next to an eighteen wheeler in a car, you feel yeah. kind of you know. And we we did get into a minor accident going around Chicago where we pulled into the side of a, 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 a truck. So, yeah, you know, that's a, another thing, too. But So, yeah, I don't like cars. I like being able to sit up. I like being able to look that's around and see around your me. decision. Oh, yeah. Well, and also because of the winter, mm. if I'm driving something, if I drive my husband's car, it's like well, he had an Acura, which we both really liked. It was a Acura TL, and we both really liked it, but it was horrible in the winter. Mm-hmm. The tires just did not, they had no traction when it came to the winter. And... When you're driving up the highway, and like you said, Mike, 18-wheeler next to you, mm. you know, all of a sudden you felt like I'm going to be one with this tractor. Whereas when I'm in a bigger car, I feel more secure. And prop, my other problem is I'm a nervous driver. Mm. I don't know why, but I'm just one of those people. I can't cross bridges. I can't – like I would never make it in Tucson. Yeah. It's, too, it's too many roads. Like when it's five lanes wide, I have the oh. death grip. Well, that's- I just – that was I just that, can't. But, but I love Tucson because it's such a par- it's such a grid. You can't get lost. It's so well, easy to that get when around. You have, when you have like I've seen um, p- pictures, you know, on TV. Oh, you're looking uh, at our highways, next, our Arizona highways. Seen, huh? oh, I'm like, oh, oh, oh well, I would have a heart attack. I go into really? a, I go. Yeah, I go. In, I don't know why. I have no rational. No, no, I know. I know people. But I like go. Like I go that. into. Pa- I go into panic mode, yeah. and I cannot drive those kind oh. of roads. But I feel a lot more secure when I'm driving a big car. Right. Maybe that's why they make them so pretty looking. Because <laughs> it is actually our highways. I have had. I'm biased, I guess, because yeah. I live here. But they are pretty beautiful. They they are a sight to see. Well, see, that was me going around Chicago. Um, I was petrified because yeah, inner city driving. Forget well, this was it. interstate around the. Uh, but I mean, you know, there was people so close to me. I wanted to turn around and say, you know, if you're going to get that close, put a damn condom on for Christ's yeah. sake. <laughs> Give me a can opener, yeah. will you? Yeah. Buy and, dinner first. And then, yeah, and then they're like whipping in and out. And it's like, you know, they pull in with like six inches of spare from your bumper. Mm. And I'm, you know, the, yep. the country bumpkin here. I think I was literally white knuckling. I'm surprised I didn't piss my pants. But, you know, Funny. so, uh, and that's, you know, and that's when I decided, you know, and we had a car for a number of years a after that. But yeah. Want a tank. Well, and what we were driving, uh, we were driving my mom's car, which was a Chevy Malibu. But what we were driving at the time was a, uh, a Datsun, not Nissan, a Datsun 200 SX, oh. which is a small little rice grinder. Is that in the 70s, 70s, yeah. early 80s? The early that 80s. sounds like a teeny tiny little thing. It was. It was a nice little sports car with a sunroof, which is, probably explains oh, my love okay. for sunroofs. Yeah. Right, right. Well, that, was our, that was our air conditioning, was the sunroof. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, I like to say, so I do like bigger vehicles. And wintertime, South Dakota, snowdrifts. You know, a little car, you can lose a car in some of the snowdrifts mm. you have around here. So, yeah, give me something. And the Equinox is front-wheel drive, but now the RAV4 is four-wheel drive. And the Equinox had trouble with snow. So, like I say, 
even though I didn't enumerate any of this, a lot of this stuff, you know, in the back of my mind is what kind of played into it for real or yeah. you know, all wheel drive. You knew drive. what you were looking for. Yeah. And like I say, if you I had didn't, an internal spreadsheet going. Yeah. Kind of a gut feeling, you know, spreadsheet, whatever. But, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, you were talking about an attachment to cars. Uh, okay. We're a little bit weird. Um, because like the we uh, in '96 we bought a Ford Windstar, which was a fine car. We had, that's what know, I have a '96 yeah. Ford Windstar, and it was yeah. a lemon. Ours was great. <laughs> well, we we had a few issues, but you know nothing major. Um, but uh, we had that. We drove it, and then Deb got her car. Then I got the Equinox, and then my daughter started driving that one, and she drove it until it um, what about. Five years ago or something like that. Uh, so it was a good 20 years old or so when she got rid of it thereabouts. And we felt a little bad because she'd named it the Blueberry and, you know, because it's what she took to college. And, you know, and so we all, you know, I, okay, I can admit I actually teared up a little bit when she said that they, you know, they sold it to a junk dealer because, you know, oh, well, because the value. Yeah. And she was, yeah. you know, she was sad. We were all kind of like, you know, um, but yeah, we, you know, so. When we get a car, we just don't, you know, we're kind of invested in it. But And the other thing is, too, you know, you guys said you will buy, you had this car so you like it. With me, it's like I clap my hands together and go, what kind of fun shit can I find on this car? That you know? So uh-huh. it's, For me, it's like a kid in a candy store. What can I and find that's going to make me happy? Yeah, it is. Um, and like I say, the, uh, the Equinox is fine. It had Bluetooth. You know, it was a nine-year-old car. So it had Bluetooth, but it was a little funky. And it had some other things. And there ha- it has some things I miss on the RAV4. Um, but, you know, none of it's deal breakers or anything like that. But it's quirky. just like... What's that? It's quirky. It had quirks. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, you know, like I say, but, you know, there's no... I guess for each person, what how they do it is going to be, you know, different. Everyone's, you know... What they want is going to be different. What they need, um, you know, it's going to be. The priced. bottom line is also the comfort. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I've driven cars when we were looking for my husband's Acura in the early two thousands because he doesn't have the time. What happens is I do all the car shopping, and mm-hmm. then I come up with two, and I say it's either this one or this one. Your mm-hmm. car, you pick out which one, because I normally will drive his car, but not as much as he does. Yeah. I tested. Uh, I remember testing a Lexus and an Infiniti. And one of them was so uncomfortable. Mm. I was sitting in the back seat. I think he was driving. I'm like, "Mm -mm. (laughs) this is so uncomfortable. Can't Mm. imagine taking people in it. Yeah. I was like, Mm. no, we're not going to do this one. And he didn't enjoy the driving experience either. So um, we ended up with the Acura, Mm -hmm. which was really comfortable. And like I say, different things. Um, it, It wasn't like one of the things we looked at, but we did look at rear seat. Climate control. Uh, now, like in the Highlander, there's little knobs up there, or is it in the? I forget where it is, but there's some place. Well, even in the uh, uh, Sienna van that Deb had, they had little. You could control the mm-hmm. fan speed for the back seat yep. passengers, and with the uh, Rav4 smaller car, so it does have uh, you know a duct coming out of the uh, console. Uh, they can't control you know much, but you know you can fiddle with things a little bit, and. Uh, our uh, both of our vehicles have the uh, independent uh, climate control on either side. That's always kind of, I guess, it's for the uh, temperature of the heat or the temperature of the air blowing on you. Because I always thought you're three feet apart. You know how much you want. <laughs> somebody wants a seventy over here, and you want a sixty-five over here. But you know it's it's going to even out. But we mess around with those in rental cars. That's fun. It is kind of fun, but you know it, it, it appeals to the geek in me because before it was yeah. always like you just had the uh, the gradient from blue to red. Well, now you can it's sixty eight degrees. Mm-hmm. It makes right. me feel better. Um, you know, my car also has in the not in the third. I don't think in the third row, but in the second row, it has um, sunshade. You can just oh. pull it up from the bottom if there's too much sun coming in, mm-hmm. well, and put nice. the sunshade. You know, just like another little toy. Yeah. That's what I go. I like it has to be comfortable, but yeah. I also like the toys. I'm not into, oh, yeah. well, it's got this type of engine and it gets this many miles per gallon. It's like, what kind of toys do we have? Do we have Bluetooth? <laughs> do, we have X- do we have XM radio? Oh yeah. my God, look, I have navigation. Cool. You know, how big is the HUD? You know, how big is the screen? Yeah. This, you know, this is, and my husband just like, he just, he doesn't care. You know, I the little like buttons for climate control. Toy. 
One toy that I would like to have is the ability to, like you were describing on another show, Lisa, how you can talk right into the steering wheel, that there's a Bluetooth, you know, a hang up button right on the steering wheel. I would just like to have a better microphone for be able to do in that kind of stuff, because I do so much with my phone where I'm, you know, not that I'm advocating texting while driving, but there are times where I'll send a text, like if I'm on my way to see a client or I'm, you know, doing something where I'm running errands and I need to tell the hubby or something like that or the kids or, you know, I do, I do a lot of it with my eyes on the road and my hands on the wheel. I control a lot of it with my voice and I want to be able to still do that. And the problem that I have with my setup right now is because it's such an old car, I've had to retrofit it with my, I use a combination of my iPhone and I have a Bluetooth um, charging. It's a thing that you plug into the cigarette lighter, the power port, I guess they mm-hmm. call it nowadays. And it's got two USB ports on it, and you can stick a, an SD card in it to play music. And you can talk to it. You, you're you supposed to be able to take phone calls with it and stuff, but the, it has the worst microphone in it. It just has the most terrible mic. And it could be that it's positioning because it's it's way down. Like if you can imagine the console in the middle of the car and the cigarette lighter port is kind of down at the bottom right. near the emergency brake. So it's like too far away from where your voice has to reach it. So that's, that's one... That's yeah. one toy I would be looking at. That would be one of the, my, my first criteria that I would look into. And like, how much can I control this thing? Right. Like, I want my own personal kit car, damn it. <laughs> well, I think they're all like that at this point. At this Are point, they really? I think so. The, the, well, unless you go, like, the real low end. Huh. You know, it, it may them... not. Yeah, I mean, you may not have CarPlay specifically, sure, but... which I just found out tonight. I thought CarPlay was Apple specific, and it's not. Oh, yeah? You can, yeah. You can. I thought CarPlay was an Apple product, but you can have a Google phone, an Android phone, and have CarPlay. I see. Well, they have Android, uh, uh, Android in the car. I have to look that up. I thought it was well. That, well, well we, my son was over today, the car salesman, right? And he was talking about um, Jeeps. He's you know he sells Chrysler Plymouth sure. Jeeps. And he was, my sister-in-law was talking about a new Jeep that she owns. And she was looking at a new one and she said, does it have CarPlay? And I said, well, you have a Google, you know, you have an Android phone. And my son said, yeah, the CarPlay has Android. And like, it, I thought it was just Apple. Um, I knew that there were other supports for things, but I thought that CarPlay, it's, I just looked it up. It says CarPlay is an Apple standard that enables a car radio or head unit to be a display and also act as a controller for an iOS device. It is available on all iPhone 5 and later models with at least iOS 7.1. See, the, uh, yeah. There is Android Auto, so uh, there are Maybe some that's vehicles... Maybe called, Android Auto. Yeah, there are some vehicles that have uh, CarPlay and Android Auto. So unless they, you know, maybe uh, was using CarPlay as a generic... Term. Yeah, like Xerox or Kleenex. Yeah, or like that. yeah no. maybe that's what he meant. Because I said I thought it was only I, for Apple. Let's see. Will CarPlay work with Android? Short answer: No. Uh, okay, settles that. Um, uh, yeah, but I think, Somebody like, say, did an article. I should post this in the show links, uh, the show note links. Android Auto versus Apple CarPlay. How do they compare by Car, car Audio? All- CarAudioLogic.com, the difference between Android Auto and Apple CarPlay. Yeah, and you see, I wanted something. Uh, yeah, I want something that, you know, um, would, you know, I wasn't looking specifically for CarPlay, but it said it had it. Went, oh, that's cool. So that, you know, was, you know, helped a little bit too. But I wanted something, like you say, for the heads up stuff, because um, in the Equinox, I had my little uh, uh, Echo Car device, the uh, Rove. Uh, uh, Miva or whatever it was called. And uh, like you were saying, Melissa, it was down in the center console, down in front of the shifter, in this little cubby hole. And so there's times I'm like leaning down, talking to the yeah. middle of the dash, trying to get it. And it's like, you know, uh, assistant, assistant, you know, it's like, would you listen whatever. to me? <laughs> yeah, basically. And so, uh, but now with this one here, and it's got, um, you know, the car, um, um, yeah. Amazon uh, assistant, uh, try not to say her name. Uh, is there a car assistant for Amazon? Well, uh, yeah. The A-Lady? The A-Lady, yeah. So that's built into the – see, there's two different systems you can use in that in the uh, in the RAV4. you got CarPlay or you've got their built-in system. Uh, and there oh, is – Echo an, Auto. 
Well, see, that's something that they, I'd signed up for it and they hadn't, because that was one of those things by invitation. Um, That's their, no, uh, invitation, because it's something that they're working on. They haven't quite introduced it yet, so they were taking invitations to use it. Well, they just missed out because they've taken so freaking long that I've got a car that's got, and the Toyota does have a Amazon assistant built into it, but as long as I have the iPhone and the, the Hey Phone Lady uh, in there, I don't know if I'm going to use that much. But, you know, the problem with CarPlay is you have to plug your phone in. Well, when you're doing short trips and you're jumping in and out, you don't want to always be, you know, plugging your phone in. So you may have to rely upon this other stuff there uh too but yeah i did want something where i could um you know say and uh, we went we went down to sioux falls last weekend so that's a two-hour drive one way and so we were experimenting with different stuff we were experimenting with the uh um navigation stuff because i figure it's easier to use it when in a familiar situation so when you're somewhere you kind of know what to expect from it so we were experimenting with uh apple maps and google maps and they have, uh, Toyota's got their own built-in uh, Scout Link. Uh, I think you have to install it on your phone, but it'll put it up there. And and with Waze, Waze will work on it in the uh, CarPlay. So we're experimenting with all that. And Did you say it was called Echo Auto? Yeah. Yeah, yeah check it's... the Skype chat. I put a link in there because I'm a business Amazon, so it tells me yeah. that it's not available. It's no. no, it still says $25, request an invitation. Yes, and that was six months ago, and I, I still have gotten my invitation. Like I say, well, they lost out now because I would like mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and so, yeah, and we're, it's still a work in progress. We're still experimenting with things about uh, playing music. Right now, I just get in and have it auto connect to my Pandora and play. But I want to experiment with trying different playlists on different programs and see how that works. Yeah, like I say, the hands free experience, so you don't have to reach over. And and mess with the touch screen. And I will say this: I do like the car, but the touch screen in there is not responsive, like you know, a, a tablet. It is even a little bit worse than the slow seven-inch Fire tablet I got for responsiveness. Ooh, that's it, you know, not good. No, it's so. But it's, when you reach over to tap, and what happens? Do you feel like you didn't push yeah. hard enough, or fast enough, or yeah, you need to double tap it, or? hesitate longer yeah there's a hesitation there so it's like because uh, when i get in and i don't know i, I should see if there's something because that, that does bug me a little bit i get in and it'll start playing and then it'll stop and i'll have to reach over touch the uh you know it's hooking up by bluetooth it'll um uh i'll reach over touch the screen to get it to go to the audio player and then i have to touch the play and like say so you tap the button it's like did i touch Oh, there it is. Um, mm. Yeah, there's a hesitation there with it, but um, like you have to learn learn a timing or something. Yeah, it's just like be patient. You know, quick, don't tap it, just touch it and <laughs> wait. You know, I have to bite down my uh, uh, restlessness a little bit, but uh, um, poor Mike needs a tongue depressor to drive his damn car. Uh yes, yes, but uh, uh, but you know, like I say, it, it, we, we didn't do that much research. I know you like yours, Melissa, but you know, I was out there, like I say, picking, doing our car pick here. So I tried different sites. I tried a few apps, and there's different things out there. Um, and then I didn't even bother with things like you know, if you're doing a used car, because I've seen ads for Car Guru and was it Carvana? I know there's several sites like that. Carmax. Out there. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know, you know, well, how Toyota's any of them definitely work. on my radar because I know several people now that have one. So it's definitely one of those things that I would I would consider mm-hmm. that I would consider like going out of my bubble as far as loyalty is concerned and looking at that brand to see just because I know other people that are happy with it. But see, there it goes. That's it's kind of goes back to loyalty. It's like knowing people who like it, who are loyal to it. That's important to me. That's one of the factors. But you also have to look at how much is it going to cost versus getting another Hyundai. Does the Hyundai oh, have yeah. space for you? Right. If you it's, if it starts to feel too tight with two growing boys in the back seat. Oh, it's yeah, it's bad. The sedan you know, is we're really outgrowing it. It's bad. Yeah, I mean, when we had a sedan with three growing boys in the back seat, mm-hmm. it was we tried not to do that. That's why we always yeah. had my car because we had more mm-hmm. room. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. Especially like you said, Mike, when we yeah. go on vacation and you have all those suitcases. You can mm-hmm. throw those in the trunk. And, you know, yep. and it was great. Uh, Thursday night, side note, we went to see the Rolling Stones. 
but there was there were six of us in the car. There were six of us mm. going. So at forty dollars a pop for parking, if we took oh. a smaller car, I that see. would have meant two cars, forty dollars parking. Yeah. Each uh-huh. as opposed to just my car. Six people, comfortable, right. plenty of room for our chairs, plenty of room for the coolers. Uh, so well, we could see, tailgate um, before. The other thing is, like, my mother-in-law is getting up there, and we're starting to transport her places because she's not driving in the evenings anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so it's like we may only have two kids, but we have, a, you know, an additional family member that's going to need more and more support <laughs> as time goes on. So there's all these all these extra little things we have to think about. It's like, hmm, can we justify this? It's starting sure. to inch. Like, the needle's starting to inch over. Plus, then there's also the fact that I have a 13-year-old now, and... I know that it's a couple years away. I know I'll blink and it'll be gone, but it's something that we have to think about as far as him driving. We got to, you know, keep these cars that we do have in as good a shape as we can so that they can have a good hand-me-down value. Oh yeah. Mine probably has a little bit more better hand-me-down as far as how it looks and how it operates better than my husband's, but my husband's has lower mileage. Mine's the one that's been across the country several times. So there's that to consider. Yeah. And we've always, uh, since, uh, uh, my youngest daughter was born. We've always had vans because before she was born, we had a uh, a Jeep Cherokee. But then we're going well. We're going from four to five, and you uh-huh. know the Cherokee with the back seat might be a little bit small. So we bought and well before that, uh, my mom had bought a Ford uh, Aerostar. That was like oh good lord, how was how old was that thing? That must have been eighties, nineties, something like that. I forget. Yeah, uh, wasn't that the precursor like, like a to the maxi van like a larger uh, no no it was not Almo- almost no it wasn't like a cargo van type one it was more of a minivan yeah. that was a minivan uh she had that and then she traded that off but then we got the windstar we had that for a number of years deb had the toyota van and you know so you know for us and besides which we used that to haul cargo we misused uh both of those vans maybe not deb so much but i know like the windstar we misused the crap out of that because we'd haul um pavers home we would haul uh, mm-hmm. uh buckets <laughs> of dirt i mean we had the back end bouncing because we, axles yeah basically because oh, we boy. we were building a a, a flower bed out back we needed dirt so the place i was mm-hmm. working at the time had this big pile of dirt so we'd load up five gallon buckets and bring them back and we did that a couple times yeah i'm surprised those shocks weren't shot in there but you know well that's an, that's another consideration that i've kind of missed you know having the sedan that there's you know there's trunk space for suitcases but that's about it it's not good right. for there's been several times where we've had to wait to buy something because we waited till like a family member would come to visit with their bigger car that they sure. could transport it or something it's well, just yeah you get a Ugh. good get a good sized van, pop the seats out. You know, as long as there's only yeah, two people, exactly. You can put uh, sheets of plywood in there, and we've yeah. done that. Uh, the only problem with that, though, is then you become the designated hauler that everybody waits for you. Because I had that problem oh, yeah. in college, even though I all I had was a I had a Ford Escort hatchback, but it was that it was all about the hatchback. I was the one that helped my roommates move into their dorms and haul their shit around campus because I was the one well, with the yeah. hatchback. We drove all the way to Virginia when my son bought his house with my car, which at the uh-huh. time was the Honda Odyssey, because he needed to buy furniture at Ikea and pick yep. up some patio furniture at Lowe's. His little Nissan wasn't going to hold it. So it's like, mm-hmm. Mom, when you come down, <laughs> you know, and he's yeah. kind of like crouching in a corner as we're driving <laughs> a half hour back from the business <laughs> district to to his house, and you know, he's trying to make room for him. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because we, when we moved from the farm to town, we moved, and the next year, Deb's folks has moved, or Deb's folks moved, um, and we had the van, and then kids going to college, we'd move them. Yep. And then uh, we got rid of the, you know, finally got rid of the Toyota, and we told the kids, you're moving, you're doing it on your own. We, you know, mm-hmm. dad's tired of hauling stuff around. Yeah, so. hire a U-Haul. Yes, basically. Um, but, yeah, and they're old enough, they can, you know, take care of themselves. But, yeah, so, you know, that's a consideration, too, that, uh, you know, for us, we use that quite a bit for hauling stuff. And we, we lived on the farm, too. We'd haul, you know, we didn't haul livestock. We didn't do anything stupid like that in there. But, uh, you know, we hauled other stuff, um, you know, maybe some fertilizer, some stuff like that. But, um, yeah, it, it all depends on yeah, what you plan to do with it, how much you want to spend, you know. Um, and like you say, uh, Melissa, you'd like to hand your car down. It's like my, uh, 
my middle son, Ryan, he got my mom's uh, Explorer, and he still has it. It's a 96 Ford Explorer, and he still has it. And uh, that was one of those situations where mom was getting older, and uh, Ryan was getting ready to go off to um, uh, Votech in Sioux Falls, a two-hour drive. He needed a vehicle. And kind of, you know, Mom, uh, we don't have a lot of money. You've got this car. You're not. Mm-hmm. Uh, you live in town. We can take care of you. So it's one of those things. It, it was our yeah, way practical. of yeah, it was our way of avoiding the you really shouldn't be driving talk. Uh-huh. It was just like it was, you know, yeah. it'll work out. We'll take, we'll drive you around. Ryan needs a van, a car. You know, like I say, it was just one of those ways. So, you know, sometimes you have to be sneaky about such things. But, you know, being able to pass a car down. And we passed, you know, our Windstar down to Emily, and she almost literally drove the tires off it. Um you know, so you, you want to get use out of it. And I think it had like 160,000 miles on it, but yeah, uh, you know, and that poor car that we bought it, uh, we had, uh, we had a, we sold the Jeep, we bought that. And of course that year we had a, probably the worst winter we've had in this part of the country in the last hundred years. So I'm plowing snow with that thing and I'm surprised that thing made it through the winter, but you know, it all boils down to what, what you're going to use it for. So you know, I think we've we've and discussed you have to anticipate what you might use it for in the future. They hadn't even thought of that's sure. the thing that makes me, keeps me up at night. You know, it makes your head explode. Okay, well, okay. So we've 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 talked about the criteria, our thoughts, all sorts of stuff. So let's get to our picks. Let's see what we bought. So uh, why don't we start with um, um, Elisa? What uh, what kind of car did you get? I bought. <laughs> with our play money which well actually i tried to buy one of these oh, yeah. um yeah when we looked for my Pretty. current car i said i can't afford this full out you know it's too expensive to buy but let me look at the pre-owned and we walked into the dealership and we were completely ignored oh. and i walked in i walked past someone like a receptionist and she was on the phone with somebody so i'm like okay that's fine i walked over to the car when she hung up the phone, no one said a word. Then my husband came separately because we came from two different places. And when he walked in, she totally ignored him. And I said really loud, well, if nobody wants to help us, I guess <laughs> I'm going to go somewhere else. And we walked out the door and that was the end of that. Oh, yeah. But if if I could buy any car I wanted, it would be the Acura MDX SUV. I know someone um, who used to to sell Acuras. Now he sells Volkswagens. And I saw his car one day in a parking lot. And I said, wow, is that a new car? And he goes, no, it was 2007. And that was like when the car was seven years old. And it still looked new, huh? I'm like, are you yeah. kidding me? The car looked amazing. Hmm. So this one starts at $44,400, which is why I would not be buying it new. But it's pretty much got all the bells and whistles that you could be wanting. So that's what I would get. It is very, very nice looking. It's a good pick. Yeah, because that uh, looking at there, it looks like, um, I don't know if it's an SUV They're or a CUV. Six. It's yeah. an SUV. Yeah, well, because you got SUV and you got CUV, compact utility. I, I don't know where, like the RAV4, that might be a Maybe a compact, maybe not. I don't know. You also got some that are a little bit smaller yet, too. You got, like, the Chevy Volt, which is really yeah. small. So I don't know this, where it falls. This is a big car. This is the kind of car that when I open the door, I need a ladder to get in. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, it's, oh, it's tall. Well, uh, okay, it's tall. No, uh, yeah, this this is definitely a big car. And, like, you know how when you're going through, say you're going um, through uh, an underpass, but, like, Maybe it's got walls on both sides, really tight squeeze, and you hold your breath. Right. Mm. Like, like that's going to shrink the car in. You just start <laughs> holding your breath. Sure. Well, I feel like this particular car, one of the criteria would have to be, let me take it for a desk drive and see if it fits in my garage. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I have a standard two-car garage, but I feel like, would it fit into my garage? Because right. this is a big car. Right. Mm. But one thing I am looking at, there's different packages. Like you can get the advanced package, the entertainment package. I'm looking at the technology package Mm -hmm. that starts at $49,400. And it has, let's see, it says it's got a 10-speaker premium audio system. Okay. I'm trying to – it's got uh, navigation, blind spot information, which I like, premium auto. And that's all I'm seeing right now. 
but I like the blind spot. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Because uh, both Deb and mine have that, and it's kind of nice to know that there's a car beside you. Or, because I have this habit sometimes, I look off and my the car kind of follows where I'm going. It'll beep when you cross over the lines to let you know that. Yeah, mine doesn't beep. Uh, my brother's Honda does, and he hates it, and he turned it off. Uh, mine, What mine does is it's got little yellow triangles in yep. the side view mirror. Yep. So if I, want to, if I want to move over on the left side, if I see in the mirror there's a little yellow dot, don't move yet. Mm-hmm. So I like that. Yeah. Um, I like the rear view camera. Now, my one sister-in-law has a Nissan um, Rogue minivan and what she has is what i would love it's got that underneath camera Mm. so you can see as you pull into a parking spot if you're between the lines left and right and front and back Ah. because the problem with my car is it has no nose my honda had a nose where i could see the front of the car so i could tell where to stop i don't know where to stop now after two years i still don't (laughs) know where to stop so what ends up happening is if I'm pulling up to a spot with someone on the other side, I end up pulling not far enough up. Mm. And I have to get back in the car and inch up a few more inches. Yep. If I pull all the way through so I can just pull straight out of the parking spot, which is what my, my preference is because <laughs> I hate backing up, I end up pulling up way too far and then I have to back up because I can't yeah. see the nose. Yeah. The cameras of different sort are nice because one thing going from the Equinox to the RAV4, my, the, the Equinox had a little backup mirror, but it was in the rear view mirror. So it was this small little 3x3, three three, uh, probably not even that, 2x2 two two little uh, ca- uh, uh, monitor up there that you could look at. It really didn't tell you much. Now, like I say, both vehicles have the in-the-dash good size. I forget what uh, either sizes are, but probably five by five or six by six, something, you know, good sized uh, that you can see. And it's actually kind of clear and, and you can see uh, it's fish eye enough. So you can see if there's cars coming down the street as you're trying to back out. Uh, so yeah, good cameras. And I, some of these others I was looking at different camera kits, like for backing up trailers or whatever. And even the RAV4 had an option for a digital rear view mirror. So there was a camera on the back. So if you have somebody whose head is in the freaking way of the mirror uh, when you're trying to drive, it won't bother you because it's you know shooting right out the back, give you a better view. So things like that, it's it's all those little niceties that you start tacking on that you know you like. So uh, okay, Melissa, what's your uh, what's your fantasy car? Well, I decided to go big or go home. I just I, I went to to cars.com and I just started looking around and I decided to pick a 2019. Porsche Cayenne. I like Cayenne pepper. Completely impractical. I love it. Absolutely, positively fucking <laughs> impractical. <laughs> and, the, and the sticker price is $109,480. Okay, there you go. Boom. Well, I say <laughs> but go it, but, but here's, here's the kicker. This was my number one criteria because if, no, if money is no object, then I'm getting something purple. So it is a purple Porsche. In fact, it even says the color... The exterior color is purpurite metallic. Oh, Lord. <laughs> That's a weird name. I I, to be honest, I have driven in one of these cars. No way. <laughs> yeah. Someone I know who only drives expensive. Now, the, the, last, the latest, I think, believe is a Mercedes SUV. Uh-huh. Yeah, but she had this car. And, what um, is it like? It's nice, but it's not... Oh, oh my God. This is, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. unbelievable. But at, the same, but at the same time... To me, a car gets me from point A to point B. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, you know, like, it doesn't impress me to say it's a a Porsche or a Jaguar versus a Hyundai. Uh-huh. It, to me, it's, it's a car. If it gets you, if it has yeah. the features you want and it gets you where you need to go, I'm good. Right. This is this is like totally pushing outside of my comfort zone. This is the opposite of what I would ever, ever pick. That's why I decided to play around with this. In fact... I'll, I'll put a link to this in the show notes. <laughs> I just started looking up uh, articles about it, like reviews about it, just just for fun. And it says, uh, this is a car review from Bloomberg. It says, the 2019 Porsche Cayenne 
S is a goods SUV with no soul. <laughs> and, and I read the review and it's basically like, yeah, meh, it's it's boring. It's it's expensive and it's oh. a Porsche, but it's really boring. And I was like, yeah, I, I can get behind that because, you know, I'm really intimidated thinking about buying a new car. I want something boring. I drive a stick shift for crying out loud with like no technology. You guys are talking about all these features and I'm like, Oh, that must be nice. First world problems, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. It took till two thousand. It took till two thousand seventeen for me to get all these features. Mm-hmm. So oh, this yeah. is new. Yeah. And surprisingly, I see a lot of these these Porsches on the road mm. more than I would really? think. It's not like it's an. It's not like I see you know every other car, but huh. I see more than you would think that you would see with that mm-hmm. price range. Huh. You know, just like the Land Rover and the Range Rovers, those are all over the place. <laughs> well, and, when I, and I was looking for something really ridiculous and something just really, really obnoxious as, and as far as price and things go. And that's why I picked this. And when I saw that it was a Porsche, I was like, oh, well, I got to pick a Porsche because I actually did drive a Porsche a long, long time ago. This short, quick story. I worked at a place where the owner had a Porsche and my girlfriend and I used to hang out. We'd, we'd brag about how we like to drive really fast. And I do, I really do like to drive. And, and I, if I had all the money in the world, I probably would be one of those people that would take one of those racing courses, like just to be able to drive like a really fast car or something, Hmm. just to be able to drive really fast. I, I just like that. And, uh, so the one day we had something happen where the servers went down and like, we couldn't do anything. And I was like cleaning my desk and trying to keep myself busy. And, he was the type of guy that liked to brag about stuff. You know, he was like really friendly, but he was like the owner of the company. You don't say no to the owner of the company. You know what I mean? So he comes over and he goes, so, uh, you not doing anything? Not busy? I'm like, well, you know, I'm like, I'm all like, you know, crap in my pants thinking, oh my God, he thinks I'm not like working or anything where I'm like trying to organize. I'm trying to look busy. And he goes, come with me. And I was like, what? So he takes me out to his car and he goes, go ahead, get in. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like I had just, I had not been driving stick that long and he thought that this would be like really funny. So I guess this was like an ice breaking kind of thing. So long story short, I got to drive the, the, the owner of the company's Porsche. Uh, we went like, you know, back roads and stuff like that. It was really a lot of fun, but it scared the crap out of me. And it was just a good, you know, exciting thing to do. But yeah, he wanted to show, show off his car and show how fast it could go. And I think it was like a 91 or something. It wasn't like it was super modern or anything, but I did get to, grasp the feeling of what it was like to drive an actual sports car and how when they say it sticks to the road like it rides like it's on rails i know what that means now like i felt that because we went to drive this there's this hill at this place where i used to work this is back in pennsylvania where there's all the hills everywhere you know it's very hilly place and i used to take the girls out for lunch and just to be silly, I'd go, I'd go purposely really fast up this hill and we'd get airborne and every single time. And you'd see these, you know, at the time I was in my twenties, I was really, you know, young and stupid. <laughs> and at the time I, yeah, young and stupid. You know, I wasn't thinking about suspension or my struts or anything like that. I had not, not, not a care in the world, but these women were in their forties. They're like my age now, you know, and it, it just would turn them into instant 10 year olds. And I just lived for that shit. I just lived for that. So I, every time we'd go and, and he eat this, the, the, the owner of the company, he'd hear, hear us giggling about this and joking about this. And so on our way back, he's like, all right, you want to go jump your hill? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just laughed when he saw the disappointment on my face because I, I tried to take the, the hill really, really fast. And it's a Porsche. It's sticking to the ground, you know. So there was no airborne. There was no nothing. I was, like, very let down about that. Wah, so wah, I just – so that goes back to the – yeah, it goes back to the little bit of a loyalty there that, oh, like, ah, I might as well pick a Porsche if money's no object. Okay. Relive, relive some dreams there. <laughs> sure. Well, and I had toyed with, like, a Maserati or something like that. And, you know, the, the – they're the the design of those things they look kind of cool i don't know how practical they would be as a you know a, a car <laughs> driving but you know they got the looks they got you know all this kind of stuff that aggressive sports car look but i thought no i think you know i went back to my first uh i guess my first love the first thing you know outside of a tractor the first vehicle i drove was a pickup and so i'm like <laughs> I said, i'm going back to my roots here and i looked at different ones and i was thinking you know uh i had looked at a few of the bigger you know brawnier you know uh suburban tank type uh pickups and stuff but then i i came across this and it it's a you know not a huge vehicle price wise it's still up there but it's not a huge vehicle it's a uh, jeep gladiator pickup uh mm-hmm. interesting yeah so i looked at that and um it's got you know it's got the stuff on the inside it's got the tech that i want it's got the you know the um um uh, the lights on the mirrors uh the you know, blind spot and uh, all the other stuff. Uh, but it's also got the, it, it looks uh, like the old Willie's Jeep 
uh, pickups that they used to have, I th- and I think that's what they were going for. They got the the fender uh, the fender flares that kind of come out, and it's got the the classic Jeep look to it. And you know, it's a pickup. It's a four door pickup. It's got all the nice stuff to it. And uh, and I don't remember what all packages I added. Uh, I think I got. Is this a stick? Yeah, is it's this a, a six stick speed, shift? Six speed. Going back to my roots, I grew up driving, learning to drive a four speed pickup. Oh, I can't drive a stick. Uh, I love stick shift. That's one thing I will miss is not driving stick. Yeah, because I'd be yelling at the car like, I'd already be in third gear by now. You're so slow. <laughs> well, and there's just something about going, you know, you're, you're clutching and you're shifting and you're going through the gears. And, you know, there's just something, you know, okay, maybe I'm being a little bit macho here but there's just something about you know uh clutching and shifting and uh that kind of stuff that and this is control freaks is what it is yeah basically um basically but you know there's also just something about you know slapping it into gear and then pushing the clutch Mm -hmm. in and pulling it back and hitting the accelerator and that kind of stuff or like with that and you know we kind of abused the hell out of that poor pickup it was a 70 chevy pickup and it was a farm pickup but i mean i'd be driving down the road and i got to the point where i could just let off on the gas and shift without having to clutch um Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah you know but it was geared uh, for that kind of stuff but like i say um it's got the bed because with all the cars we have there, we, we wish we had a pickup sometimes for just hauling stuff. So that's why Deb got a trailer hitch put on her Highlander so we can get a trailer just so the odd times we have to haul some stuff. we got some way to do it. We don't have to borrow somebody or beg somebody with a pickup to haul it for us. But uh, This is interesting. For $30 more, you can get the Smokers Group. Uh-huh. I saw that. <laughs> They're charging you 30 bucks. Cigar, the- it says, Yeah. It says oh, cigar lighter, which I'm sure they meant cigarette lighter, and sure. removable ashtray. Like, I have never <laughs> seen that. Wow. Yeah. No, I saw that one. And then there's something else I have in here. I'll see if I can. F- oh, yeah, here we go. It's a removable Bluetooth speaker for $295. It's dustproof oh, and waterproof, but you plug it, put it into your vehicle, you'll charge it up. So if you go to the beach and you want to sit down at the, on, by the water and listen to music from your phone with this Bluetooth speaker, it's built into the, uh, into the pickup. Uh, so you just pull it out. But I got it with the uh, oh. removable uh, hard top. Well, it's actually, I think they call it the dual top group. You can either uh, have a hard cover or you put the soft top on. Uh, well, the link that you shared, I'm I'm playing around with it as you're talking yeah. and I'm clicking on all the buttons and uh-huh. I'm taking the top off and top on and the doors on and the doors off and changing the color. You're so going just topless? so you know, I'm, yes, <laughs> I'm looking at the topless version and, and the color is in pumpkin metallic clear. It's orange. Uh-huh. It's, a, it's a really cool orange. So I took the top off. I took the doors off. I made it orange. And now I'm giggling here because it reminds me of the Jeep that I rode in when I went to visit somebody in Florida. And we went to go see the, the Gators and we rode in something very similar to this. It was it was very, you know, sure. it was a Jeep for sure. But it was definitely something that could handle swamp and, you know, going through and stuff. And, oh, yeah. and we were giggling because um, <laughs> I, I have to tell the story because it's geeky and it's just silly. And it, it would be really just wrong of me if I didn't share it. <laughs> we We were wearing Fitbits at the time. And we were wearing the Fitbit zip, so we had it clipped to our, our bras at the time. And we got back and we looked at our step count. We were like, oh, my God, there's like thousands, hundreds of thousands of steps on this thing because of where we were wearing it. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, the look on Mike's face is just priceless. Yeah. That was worth it. Oh, that yeah. was there worth you it. There you go. Well, and, you know, as long as I, you know, to steer clear of that subject, uh, the very first vehicle I <laughs> nope, bought was right a... you're right with your Jeep. Uh, uh, sure. Uh, the very first vehicle I bought was a Chevy Blazer, and that had the removable hardtop. So uh, I went from a hardtop to a sunroof, and then, you know, about 30 years of boring cars, and I got a car with a... Uh, you know, a, a sunroof in it again, but, um, and like I say, this one here, it's just, it, it kind of, you know, tugs at my... Uh, you know my heartstrings. Like you know, I'm I'm getting that stage in my life where I'm starting to reminisce Your about hairline. <laughs> yeah, my receding I'm, youth. I'm looking at that Bluetooth speaker. Maybe it's just the picture, but this thing looks massive. Where is it? Uh, let's see here. Three two hundred ninety five dollars. Like mm-hmm. I think you can buy one for forty bucks and bring it with you. Oh, I think yeah, so. That's what I was thinking when you said that. I was like, oh. You know, I guess it has the advantage that you can plug it into your vehicle. It'll always be there, and it'll be charged up when you need it. But get a cigarette lighter and plug it in. But uh, yeah, uh, 
and you know center console navigation all this kind of stuff so you know controls on the steering wheel anyway any day uh, i mean nowadays that's almost standard i think you're going to have your steering wheel mounted controls just to keep your hands on it but um mm-hmm. Like I say, it, it kind of scratched that itch because I had thought about you know cars and you know sports cars. I thought, nah, this this just looks, uh, you know. Uh, it, it, so I'm looking at it. It's got two shifters. One's four wheel drive, and one's to shift in and out of four wheel drive, and then the other one's your uh, manual uh, shifter with six oh. gears. Oh, you can like climb up hills and stuff with this thing, probably. Oh yeah. Oh well, I don't know gone, that it would, but you, I assume you've gone four wheeling off off roading stuff like that. That looks like that would be a lot of fun for that. Oh yeah, or like you know, like say even out here where we get snow and you have to, or somebody gets stuck and you have to pull them out. Um, and I think this was it. This one I looked at several different before I settled on this. I think uh, they also came with, or maybe it was another vehicle I looked at. Maybe it was one of the Fords or the Chryslers. Um, had uh, you could get it with. Um, a charging station for jump uh boosting somebody's battery it must mm. be one of the other ones that i looked at but uh uh you can get all kinds of uh you know accessories to go with it and uh um yeah there's a trailer tow package yeah a 240 amp alternator receiver hitch oh yeah you get uh you know in the uh, premium lighting group uh but oh and the cold weather group why didn't I add that? What the hell is that? Or did that? Uh, Six hundred ninety-five dollars, but heated front seat and heated steering wheels. Believe me, this part of the country, we could use them sometimes. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. But you know, if it's justifiable. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it is because uh, you know you got to stay warm in this part of the country here because uh, uh, it gets real in the wintertime. I mean, I mean, Kevin would like it, but uh, um, <laughs> it gets you. You need to you know stay warm here. But, you know, if we haven't driven you crazy by now, between our bad jokes and our, uh, yeah. it's car, Bad car talk. Bad car talk, yes. Uh, so, uh, you know, I think with that, we're going to wind up this episode. And so why don't we, uh, uh, and we'll skip the weather because it's uh, Melissa. Are we shifting like, gears? Yes, Are we shifting shift, gears now? We're shifting gears, yes. And I'm trying oh, to stay I gotta on the tell you, I got to tell you one thing, though, Mike. Uh when you put this in the show notes, it came up with your zip code. Right. So I changed the zip code to mine. Yep. The Uh-oh. price went down $10,000. Oh, really? I thought it would have gone up. Huh. That's weird. Well, probably volume uh, there. Well, then I'm yeah. going gonna to drive out to come visit you and buy a car well, out your way. $10,000. We could fly. Um, and actually, fly out, drive back? Well, then that's what my daughter's uh boyfriend is considering doing he's uh looking to buy a, a a car and he found one in chicago but he works at the airport so he might be able to wrangle his way out uh on a plane pick it up and drive nice. it back so you know it's it's one of those Road things trip. yeah but uh now i just feel bad for living i guess that's the price i pay for living out here in scenic country is paying through the nose for vehicles but uh hmm. and like i say i think hmm. we'll skip the weather melissa's hot we're all mm-hmm. hot. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's hot. There we go. Weather for it's hot. So uh, with that, um, Melissa, why don't you tell people where they can find you? You can find me online all over at the Mac Mommy or at my website, themacmommy.com. And Lisa, where can people find out more about you? On Twitter, it's at Sensei Dai, or you can go to my other podcast, 3geekyladies.com, with the number three spelled out that I do with Vicki Stokes and Suzanne Gilbert. And if I'm not driving all over the country trying to find something, you can follow me on Twitter at DSC Chipman. And I have my about.me page at about.me slash Mike McPeak. Uh, if you want to find out more about the show, head over to geekiestshowever.com. Reviews and comments on iTunes are always welcome. And we thank everyone that does that. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed the show as much as we have. And don't forget between now and next week to hug a geek. My gal pals, Elisa, Susie, and Vicky, the three geeky ladies, told me to remind you that they will release a new podcast each month. So, check them out at 3 or subscribe in iTunes. The Three Geeky Ladies, part of the MyMac Podcasting Network. <laughs>